podcast, Education Unimagined, where we give students an opportunity to share their voice in a system where often their voice is unheard. I ask them to share their experience and advice on how we can improve the experience for everyone. There's more to advice than just listening. After having these conversations with students, it changed me. I put some of their suggestions into my practice and I noticed a difference. I was more connected with the students. My relationships were stronger and it made me a better educator. I'd love for you to take some of these lessons that you've learned and put them into practice or share some of the lessons that you have learned from your students. It's more than just just hearing student voices. It's learning from them. I've been experiencing a lot of conversations around anxiety. Anxiety for students. I spoke with somebody who told me a little bit more about what being highly sensitive meant and that was a new term for me. We talked a little bit about the factors that a highly sensitive person might experience So sound, touch, sight, all of these things impact a highly sensitive person very differently than somebody who is not highly sensitive. And I've been noticing a trend in some of the conversations about anxiety and what my expectations for a student look like versus what the student is able to give me. My conversation with Kella still impacts me. I think of that conversation a lot as a teacher. I had Kella maybe only my 12th year of teaching, so I had a lot of experience. And my relationship with her was based on more than just chemistry. So when I reached out to her to talk to her about that year, her sophomore year at the school that I was teaching and the experience that she had was really valuable to me in understanding what I did as a teacher, what other teachers may have done to help or hinder her ability to be the best student that she could be in our classes. What she shared with me about what giving 100% looked like for her and what her perception of what 100% looked like from her teachers were so far from the same thing. She shared that a teacher might expect her to be taking notes, to be listening, to be processing all at one time and maybe answering some of the questions. Whereas for her, there was a lot of other things going on in her brain, in her body, that made it really hard for her to do all of those things for a teacher. And we don't have those conversations with our students. Or maybe I didn't have those conversations with students about what my expectation or what giving 100% looked like for me and when I expected students to give 100%. And I wonder if I had had those kind of conversations with Kella, would she have felt less pressure in my classroom or had the confidence then to have that same conversation with another teacher who had a very different perception of what giving 100% looked like. I also had some really interesting and great conversations with Ellery and Maggie and then those two students were able to come on a Zoom and share their insights with other educators. What I learned from them was that every kid learns differently. And now that's something that probably we all 
already know, obviously everybody learns differently, but what does that look like in practice in the classroom? Do we talk about that with our students? Do we give students an opportunity to share with each other how they learn and how it's okay to learn differently? Or do we stigmatize that and roll our eyes and feel like Ugh, it's just one more thing that we have to do to help students learn in our classrooms? And I'm not saying that I am innocent in that. I think there were probably times where I felt that my eyes would roll about an accommodation that I needed to apply for a student. But I also really knew deep down in my heart that what was good for one student was probably good for all students or at least one other student in my classroom that didn't know they needed that. So opening up that conversation with your students to engage in the fact that we all learn differently is never a bad thing. And I think we often rely on teaching the way we learn best. And when our students don't learn the same ways that we learn, it makes it really hard for us and uncomfortable. But it's important for us to remember that not all students learn the way we learn. And so are they feeling that discomfort when they're in our classrooms? No student wants to be bad. No student wants to be in trouble in a classroom. It's really important to be looking at behaviors that students are demonstrating as a method of communication. I think I may have understood that on a very surficial level until I spoke with Tristan's mom, Kiana. She brought that to light for me that like my conversation with Kella, that conversation is one that I will remember as an educator for a really long time. I think often of students that I was frustrated with or who were frustrated with me and acted out because we didn't have a method of communicating with each other where our frustrations were. And I think it's really important for us as educators to make our classrooms a place where kids can express their frustration in a way that allows us to build and grow and help them see that it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay to struggle. And it is certainly okay to be making mistakes in my classroom. But if you're struggling and acting out in a way that is getting you in trouble, then it's my job as an educator to figure out what's causing you to feel that way. No student wants to behave in a way that gets them in trouble, but they're either avoiding something or they're feeling something that they cannot communicate to us in a way that we can hear clearly. Taking the time to check in with those students Maybe they're not highly sensitive, but maybe something is a sensory issue that's bothering them. Maybe it's an emotional blockage. It could be anything. And it's our job as the educator who wants these students to learn what we are putting in front of them to understand what they need, what the environment needs to be in order for them to be successful. And I will guarantee to you right now it looks different for each student. And yes, having a classroom of 20 to 25 or even more means it is a lot of work. But it's not just your job. It's the job of every student in that classroom. So encourage them to share with each other the ways they learn. Listen to them. Have them. Listen to each other. Maybe they'll learn a new way of learning. There's really no downside to engaging in these kind of conversations. 
A concern I hear often from the schools that I talk to is that students aren't engaged and our school culture is struggling. You know, as well as I do, there are hundreds of initiatives out there suggesting ways for you to improve your school culture. Problem is, each one asks you to do something or your teachers to do something. And when the initiative or the company leaves, so does the progress. I've been there. I spent 20 years teaching, trying each new initiative, and like you, hoping for a change, but getting burned. But I also saw the power of student voice and student leadership for all of our students. Students saw the value in doing hard things like chemistry and learning from their mistakes in my classrooms and my student-run organization. And that is why I developed this student-driven solutions program. Imagine what it would be like if your students were engaged, your teachers could take something off their plates, not adding to it. Imagine if this program was sustainable. You would have the solution to your school culture problem. Your students would devise these solutions and your students would want to change because they care. They would see the value and they would be invested. You could create the school culture we've all dreamed of by empowering students to be part of the solution. I'd love for you to connect with me on LinkedIn, to reach out and build your own student-driven solution program with me. I've made it my life mission to help every student develop their leadership skills. So find me on LinkedIn, Lorraine Connell, or my social media, Peers Not Fears, and connect with me and tell me that you want to build a student-driven solution program with me. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast Unimagined for all the amazing upcoming interviews that I have on the slate. The theme music for this podcast Unimagined was written and produced by another fellow educator, Keith McClendon. Imagine what they will